The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And, uh, you know, we want to thank so many of you who are listening to our AI Today podcast, which, by the way, has had record listeners and download numbers. We see our we see our stats. So I want to thank every one of you who are listening to our podcast right now and sharing the podcast with your colleagues. You know, we continue to have conversations. You know, just this week, we had a conversation with, with a great customer of ours who is actually enrolled in our training and certification on CPMAI, which is the methodology for doing AI and data uh, projects in the right way, basically based on crisp DM and agile. So it's definitely the right way. And he mentioned, he's like, yeah, I'm, you know, uh, we, we, we got on the, uh, we were actually doing a zoom chat and he, and he was like, oh, I, you know, I'm talking to, to my podcast, uh, you know, and by admirers of your podcast. And he was a little kind of starstruck. We're like, ah, oh, don't please. We're not really celebrities. So <laughs> don't be starstruck, but that means that we know that you listeners are out there are paying attention and, and engaged. And, um, you know, in this last, you know, few episodes what we've been doing here well over 250 episodes now in our fifth year we've been we've been sort of walking you on this journey from automation to intelligence you know from basically well Kathleen will go into kind of like what where have we gotten here but but this is part of this podcast series and and before before we sort of get into it I just want to say you know part of the reason why we're doing these podcasts is because we do hear from you and you tell us what you like, and you tell us what you find valuable. And don't be shy. Don't wait to randomly come across us on a Zoom chat or a meeting or something like that. We do want you to reach out to us. Don't don't be shy at all. Send us a message about what you like about AI today, what you don't like even, what you want us to hear more about, what you want to hear less about. Whatever it is, um, send us a message. You can go to aitoday.live, which is our general landing page, for the the podcast, you'll see our contact information there if that's easiest, or you can email us info, I-N-F-O at cognolytica.com, which is C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A. But let's uh, let's sort of get into this uh, episode. We're sort of sort of carrying along here on this, this journey that we are, that you're joining us on. Exactly. So we're really excited. Today, we're going to be talking about level three automation in our uh, you know, different levels of intelligent automation. We have done previous podcasts in our roadmap series from automation to intelligence. We talked about, you know, why automate and then what should we automate and why. And we also talked about what is a business process. So in there, we talked about business processes versus tasks. And then we also had different podcasts on level zero automation, level one, and level two. So if you haven't listened to any of those and you're interested, I encourage you to check that out. We'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. You can listen out of order if you'd like, um, but you know if you are interested, it's definitely important to listen to all of them, including the ones on level zero, level one, and level two automation. And like I said, I will link to that in the show notes. Today, we're going to be focusing on level three automation, kind of, you know, what it is and why it matters. And are we there yet? And does that matter too? So, <laughs> so without further ado, let's, let's get into it. Yeah. And I think by way of a quick recap here, um, the levels of automation 
for intelligent automation really talk about, as, as it may imply, in adding increasing levels of machine intelligence to our automation. And these are not value judgments. Different levels say that we are applying different levels of machine intelligence because certain kinds of processes and tasks require that. And at the lowest, you know, that level zero, that that first level, I should say the entry level, if you're like in an apartment or something like that, or a hotel, at that entry level, we're dealing with uh, automations that really don't require much machine intelligence because we're really asking the machine to be repetitive. And it's the thing that we want. We want the machine to be repetitive because our tasks and processes are very repeatable and they're very predictable. I'm always doing this and I'm always, and I'm always, you know, doing some, some activity and we're just trying to get the human to be less robotic, right? So we're automating those things where the humans are really acting like machines, right? We're like, you know, uh, Jim and Pamela spend every morning, two hours in the morning, extracting email, doing some documents, whatever, having a phone call and doing the same thing. Machines can do that perfectly fine. Humans are really not that good at that. And as we move our way up these increasing levels of intelligence, we're asking the machine to do more of the cognitive load, do some of the intelligence that the humans would have to do. So for example, at level one, we're saying, oh, well, humans have to read documents, for example, to know if it's a contract versus an invoice. Our machines are pretty decent at that. So, But that does require a little bit of intelligence. We got to do machine learning and, and, and some of the, uh, the patterns of AI, mostly recognition and conversation, and put that into level one. And then we're like, okay, well, well, now we have the harder tasks to automate where, where the processes may, may themselves be a little bit less predictable. And we have issues of, of process bottlenecks and we have exceptions and that requires humans to have to go in there and do the thing. And that's not automation if the human has to go in there and fix those things. So let's apply a little bit more intelligence, not just you know recognition and conversation. Let's do predictive analytics. Let's do pattern and anomaly detection to more patterns of AI and apply those to those processes where there is less predictability and more variability. And you might think, okay, well, that's about as far as we can go. But the answer is there is one more level of intelligence that we can get to. And that level is, well, what if we want the machines to really figure the whole thing out by itself and really you know, don't even require the human to define the process and figure out the flows, just like hit that little magic button and say, computer, you figure out the process, you automate the process, and I will do all the things that that uh, that 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 the machine can't do, and uh, that's what level three intelligence is really all about. Exactly. So you know, really, what would it mean if you could have a machine that handles all of those tasks with the same agility, creativity, and variability that an, that a human could? That is really the end goal with level three. Now, as we've talked about on other podcasts, and I do want to just talk about again in case you're you know joining into this conversation today it to get to level three is not necessarily your end goal um and your your destination on this journey you can end at level zero and that is still incredibly powerful incredibly useful and and absolutely okay so you don't need to think about well how am i going to go from level 0 to level 3 how am i going to continue to move up this ladder so to say you can end at level 0 or level 1 or level 2 and that's okay um level 3 is not the destination for every automation to intelligence journey and it may never be your destination. That's okay. But today we wanted to spend some time talking about, well, this really is the dream. You know, this autonomous business process really is the ultimate dream of automation in general, when you think about it. So 
what does that mean? But also, is that really necessary or desired, this absolute dream? Right. So, you know, as Kathleen mentioned, we'll probably say this multiple times on this podcast, is that you could think of the automation to intelligence journey being very specific to the thing that you're trying to automate. And the thing you're trying to automate for one particular process may be very much level zero. It's like, you know, I'm just stamping apart. I'm just <laughs> repeating an action. It's like level zero is the destination for that particular process. But you might have some other process that says, well, wait a second, you know, I have this text I need to do, these images. Well, the destination for that journey might be level one. And then you might have yet another set of processes where like these processes are very variable. I have lots of bottlenecks. The destination for that automation journey might be level two. And then you might have these remaining process. Like when you're done with all that, you're like, I still need to do more automation. And the automations that I have to do now, I can't do with level zero, level one, or level two. So for those automations, that's when you might think, okay, well, maybe there's the magic of level three might help. So in level three, we're really doing three things autonomously. So this is really all about autonomous business process. So just like we're going to refer to this also multiple times in the podcast with our autonomous vehicles, right? The idea is you can get into a car or a vehicle of any type, and you just basically tell it where to go. And the vehicle figures it all out for itself. It gets you there. It avoids all the, <laughs> it does all the things that you would do if you were driving, right? Uh, avoids collisions and stops at the stoplights and does all the, you know, does all the things you're supposed to do. Speed drives the right speed limit, blah, blah, blah. Well, you could think of an autonomous business process as kind of like a self-driving process, which is like, okay, what would you do if you could like hit a button and say, look, I'm going to tell you what I want, which is go ahead and handle my uh, invoices. This is like an AR system, a accounts payable system, just handle the invoices. Well, what would you as a human have to do? Well, you'd have to figure out what your processes are. You'd have to figure out what the tasks are. You'd have to figure out what the flow is. You'd have to, you'd have to put this into some sort of documentation so you can measure it. You'd have to discover what the data sources are and the application endpoints and the user interfaces and the APIs. Well, if you want to set it and forget it, even though we say nothing is a set it and forget it, you would have to, you would have to, you would hit a button and the system would do what's called automatic process discovery. It would figure it out. It would, it would say, okay, I know what you're trying to do. I'm going to go figure out the endpoints. I'll do all this sort of stuff, right? That's sort of the one part. The second part is this idea, okay, well, that's not enough. I need to basically measure stuff. I need to see if there's bottlenecks. If a human has to do that, then it's not very autonomous, is it, right? If 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 I'm in my my level five autonomous vehicle car, but I still have to look for the stoplights and I still have to look for the pedestrians and have to tell the car, hey, stoplight coming up, that's not particularly useful, right? So just like in business process, we need to have autonomous process analytics. The machine needs to figure out for itself where the bottlenecks are, where the outliers are, figure out what the performance is. Is it is it getting closer to your destination? Is it, is it driving five miles an hour on a 65 mile an hour highway? That's probably not a great idea, right? So you know, getting to your destination is not the only important. Getting there the right way is, um, you know, driving five miles an hour on a highway is probably a bad idea. Um, and then, you know, the system needs to figure out ways of continually optimizing it. That's this idea of autonomous process analytics. And that leads us to the third thing, which is actually improving, which is autonomous process optimization. Figure out, mitigate the process and task exceptions, figure, anticipate them, adjust to the fact that systems keep changing, data keeps changing, APIs keep changing, user interfaces keep changing, don't require a human to go in there and fix it. And then, of course, when you have bad data, you can't have the system can't stop because because somebody spelled a stop sign P-O-T-S, you know, uh, <laughs> has to figure it out. Could be like, halt, human, tell me what this sign looks like. That's not a good autonomous vehicle. So if the system sees bad data, 
It can't just stop. The system's got to figure it out. So that's really what we mean by those three ideas are what we mean by autonomous business process. Does it sound hard? Oh yeah. It this is this is not easy. <laughs> this is hard. So as we say always, you know, when we talk about the seven patterns of AI, the autonomous pattern is one of them. That is probably one of the, the hardest patterns because the idea of that pattern is to remove the human from the loop. Well, whenever you're removing the human from the loop, that's going to be pretty hard. And so think about that as we're talking about this podcast today, you know, with level three, with that um autonomous business process, autonomous. So you're removing the human from the loop to have automatic process discovery and automatic process analytics and automatic, uh, you know, with autonomous process optimization. So I'm no longer, I no longer have a human there, but the machine is now autonomously doing that. And the human is is not there. That's obviously going to be incredibly hard. So as we were, you know, discussing level three automation and prepping for the podcast, we said, all right, well, we're going to lay it out like we did with levels zero, one, and two. So we'll say, how do you identify opportunities for level three automation? Because maybe you're thinking in your head, all right, this is something that my organization may find value in, and I'd like to explore this more. This may be, uh, you know, for, for one process that we have, one particular thing, maybe this is what I want to do. So when you are identifying opportunities, just like with every other level, you need to ask yourself a series of questions. So first, you're going to say, why do we need autonomous business processes? Really great, great question to ask. Don't overlook that. I mean, it seems pretty obvious, but ask, why do we need this? Well, do you have high rates of change, a lot of variability, a lot of unpredictability? If you have a lot of unpredictability, you know, say that things are just changing on a daily or a weekly basis, and you can't have a human go in and continuously update that because, quite frankly, they may not be able to keep up. Things might be changing faster than the human can actually do the process. Okay, that might be a really good candidate for autonomous business processes. You can also say, you know, we had talked about going from task level to now a process level focus. So in the previous levels, level zero, level one, we were talking about tasks. And so, okay, we'd like to automate a specific task. So the task could be, you know, extract this data from this field and put it into this uh, spreadsheet or, you know, whatever your tasks are. But as we're moving up, with level two automation and now level three automation, we're focusing more on the process rather than the specific tasks, but the overall process. And that's really important to understand here that don't think about this from a task perspective, but really now we're talking at this process level and how are we automating and you know bringing um, autonomous into this automation. Yeah, because at level zero and one automation, if you think about kind of where your mind is at and also kind of what the ROI is, you really, even though we call it process automation, you're still primarily thinking about the tasks because the tasks are where you're spending all your time, right? You're saying at level zero, you know, I have my poor people are literally doing the same stuff every day, every day, all day, all day, right? And I would like a machine in there to do those things. Well, I might be thinking about the overall process. It's like, yes, this is part of accounts receivable or a customer thing, but my pain, my pain is not with the whole process. My pain is with that task, which is taking two hours out of every day. That's a lot of time, people. That's 10 hours out of 40 hours a week. It's a lot of time, right? 
And as you move up the level of automation, so at level one, we're still even here, still thinking mostly about the tasks. I'm like, okay, I need people in there looking at the documents. What you know, I have my insurance people downloading these emails, looking at the uh, pictures of the damage, and trying to figure stuff out. Well, you have to do that, but it's it's the kind of thing where it's like I could have a machine do a a fairly decent job, and not perfect by the way, but a fairly decent job of doing it, right? But as I move to level two, I'm starting to think less and less about those tasks. I'm thinking more and more about the overall process. So at level two, you know, when I'm thinking about process bottlenecks and exceptions, I'm not thinking about like the, oh, I need to download this email. Sometimes you're thinking, well, this whole process can be moved faster. Maybe I don't need to do those tasks. Maybe I can replace those tasks. So you're thinking about not the specifics of automating the task, but you're thinking now process whole. At this level three, we're really not thinking about the tasks at all. So as I said before, it's like, you know, if I really want to be able to get into a car, tell it where to go, close my eyes or have a meal or watch a movie, I don't want to be thinking about what the car is doing. I don't want to be thinking about the anything. <laughs> I, don't, I want to just think about the overall goal, which is, am I going to get to my final destination on time and safe and all that sort of stuff? That's the exact same level that we're thinking about with level three process automation. I'm not thinking about extracting data from a data source and moving something. I'm thinking about the whole process, right? And that's the level I want to think. If I have to think about things at the task level, I've already broken that. So this is some something that we're, we're borrowing a lot of ideas, actually, from autonomous vehicles. And, you know, a lot of the same ideas. As a matter of fact, in our in our core training and certification, we talk about these three core aspects of autonomous systems, which is predicting, planning, and, um, you know, basically uh, implement, you know, the action, perceiving, you know, per- perceiving. Yeah. thanks. The three Ps, I forgot my three Ps. So perce- perception, planning, and prediction. And that's what these autonomous systems are doing. They're perceiving, you know, the, the, the world, which is understanding the process in this case, if we're going to apply it to business process, predicting, which is figuring out what's going to happen with this process and determining what the next task should be, you know, some automation thing, and then planning, which is figuring out how to optimize for the entire destination. And that's what we're going to, we're going to try to do. But as we start comparing with level five autonomous vehicles, we're like, well, we have a lot of the same problems. Of, uh, of of level five autonomous vehicles, uh, which is, well, well, we'll get into it because if we have those problems with autonomous vehicles, we will almost certainly have those problems with process autom- autonomous process automation. Exactly. And that's why we like to bring up that example of autonomous vehicles, because I think everybody can really wrap their heads around it and say, okay, I understand at a fundamental level what this is and what it's supposed to do, where maybe autonomous business processes, you might not be able to as easily wrap your head around. And so that's why we want to compare it to say, okay, we understand this is a little bit different, but think about it in the same realm. Think about all the challenges that autonomous vehicles have to get to that fully level five. So um, also as a quick recap, there's six levels. There's level zero, which is no, no autonomous features at all, all the way to level five. And that is a fully autonomous vehicle where the human no longer is in control at all. And that's really where you can redesign what a car even looks like, right? I mean, you don't need to have a steering wheel or gas pedal or, you know, a uh, rear view mirror. You don't need to have any of that stuff because the human's not driving. You don't need to have seats that face all face forward. Maybe they can all face inward. Uh, these are the type of things that really can change with level five autonomous vehicles. So when you have autonomous business processes, fully autonomous, you know, level three, think about, think about that too. So obviously if, now, you know, we've said, okay, you identify the opportunities for it. Now, how do you implement it? If you've decided that level three automation really is something that you'd like to move forward with, or at least really 
really sincerely explore, well, we talked about earlier that the autonomous pattern of AI really is the hardest pattern of AI. There's a lot of risk and there can be a lot of problems with this. That should make sense, right? We're talked about the goal of the autonomous pattern is to remove the human from the loop. Whenever you're removing a human from the loop, it better be darn near perfect. You know, think about autonomous vehicles. We don't go, oh, well, we'll accept a 60% error rate. Sorry, 40% of the time, there's going to be some problem, some crash, some something. We'd be like, oh, no, 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 we're not accepting that. Well, we won't accept that with autonomous business processes either. Yeah. And, and be, because there is a lot of risk, right? You know, um, you don't want this autonomous vehicle to drive you into a wall to another car. You don't want it to run over pedestrians, drive you over a cliff, you know, take you the wrong place, you know, park your car on your front lawn. I mean, there's like so many different ways that an autonomous vehicle can cause problems. Not always, you know, necessarily death related, which are certainly, certainly the, the biggest risk of autonomous vehicle. Just like just dumb things like that, you know, driving you into a parking lot because that's like the the where it thinks it's going, but the parking lot's like on the other side of a highway. It's like, it, you know, there's just dumb things like that, right? And, and, and if you have an autonomous business process where you literally click the button and say, you figure out, you know, uh, my end goal is to receive invoices and get them, you know, into my uh, payment system and get them paid. You know, you have to trust. You have to trust that autonomous business process will do it. What if it's just approving crazy invoices and paying things, you know, that you're not supposed to be paying, or 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 not paying things that you're supposed to be paying, or or you know, uh, you know, it confusing numbers. And instead of paying somebody a thousand dollars, it's paying them a million dollars, and you've got to zero. Right? <laughs> I mean, thinking fraudsters dream here, right? <laughs> And not even fraud, but even just, you know, uh, you know, mistakes, you know, machines, machines aren't perfect, right? But that's the problem at this level of automation, because we have that trust, just like getting into a car and closing your eyes, you, you need to have that trust. And for better or for worse, we're not really there. I mean, autonomous systems really require the very latest of AI technology. I mean, the latest, even research, this is stuff that hasn't even made it into product. Mm -hmm. Right. There are notable AI researchers that are very critical right now uh, about autonomous vehicles because they just don't believe that they can be implemented in any sort of realistic way uh, uh, in the market. Now, you might say, well, wait a second. I thought we had Waymo. We had a couple of other, you know, level five things like they're, they're in very controlled environments. You know, um, there's a reason why we don't see if level five autonomy was here, we'd be seeing it every day, all day in all of our cars and, and trucks. I mean, at the very least, maybe maybe semi trucks or something, you know. But um, but we're not. And that's because there, there still are many, many problems. I mean, this is one thing that Kathleen and I talk about a lot and we'll talk about this shortly. It's like kind of like, what is the point really of uh, of an autonomous vehicle? I mean, does it even really matter? I mean, if I just want to go somewhere and not have to think about it, why can't I just pay someone to drive me there? Right. I mean, doesn't I mean, I don't want to call up Uber and Lyft specifically like, hey, doesn't Uber and Lyft, you know, kind of make the level five autonomous vehicle not that necessary? I don't know. I mean, certainly human drivers are better than machine drivers. Why? Why is why is an autonomous vehicle? This is a question for Kathleen. Why is an autonomous vehicle inherently better than than just an Uber or Lyft driver, for example, or any sort of, you know, drive you somewhere person? Right. So, I mean, I think it it also comes down to really what's the ROI, because Ron's right, you know, a taxi, even just a general taxi. Right. Why can't that replace, you know, 
autonomous vehicles? Why are we spending so much money and so much research and so much effort into this? And I go, well, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time, you know, I love autonomous vehicles. I was really bullish on them a few years ago, very excited for the possibility. I think about, oh, could I just set my autonomous vehicle and I need to, you know, go on a road trip with my family? I want to I want to go on vacation. Could I leave at 9 p.m., have the car drive me to my destination and I get there in the morning and then we're all fully, you know, asleep. Uh, we've had hopefully a good night's rest and we're ready to go at our destination the next day. Well, you can argue, OK, you could have a human do that. But just like me, the human needs to sleep at some point. Right. So I hope that they don't fall asleep behind the wheel. Also, I know that some of my friends who have children that are a little older than mine and need to get to you know different sports practices and different after school activities, they don't always feel comfortable riding in an Uber or a Lyft or in a taxi with a person that they do not know. They just don't feel comfortable with that. Well, if you had an autonomous vehicle, you could have the child get in the car, safely drive them to their destination, maybe have some sort of check in place. It takes a picture of my child at their destination or something. And I know that my child has gotten to where they need to go safely and didn't need to interact with another human, worrying about if they felt uncomfortable in the car or if a conversation got weird that the parent may not know about. So I do see a lot of value still in autonomous vehicles, but is that enough value? You know, are you getting a really the return on the investment that you're looking for to not uh, to, to put all of the money and resources into it? Or are there other alternatives that we can do instead? Yeah, that's a really good way of thinking about it. And when I try to bring that to the perspective of autonomous business process, you're like, well, who really has the most to gain from machine systems that can figure out for themselves how the process should flow and also constantly be managing and monitoring it so that when things change, the processes are changed. And the closest place that we can look to right now to industries that might be the most interested in this are those in sort of what's the supply chain and logistics industries. That's like, you know, the people who are trying to buy and move goods around and, you know, our supply chain is in like get raw materials and make things out of them and like put them in the supply chain, whether they're physical goods, like, you know, things you actually have to assemble or, or virtual goods. As we know, the world is becoming a much less predictable place. Uh, everything from geopolitical problems, which are maybe preventing us from maybe we have a factory someplace we can't get to anymore, or maybe we can't, maybe we're a delivery company, we can't deliver there anymore or pick up supplies anymore. We also have issues with inflation and mm -hmm. costs. So, something that might have been a reasonable uh, supply chain in terms of components now maybe have to find alternatives. Maybe those alternatives are not available. Like, you, you, we, could, we have experiences, you go to your store shelf and you'd be like, oh, that's interesting. That product is not, not, not available right now. There may not be alternatives. And what do you do? Well, you have to kind of, you know, make do, you know, or something. Well, what if you're a company that really depends on that to, to deliver value? Then this becomes this cascading problem. Now, the way that this problem is handled today, because we don't have level three automation, is that somebody has to go in there and constantly be reworking those processes like, oh, 
got to find a new supply chain thing, got a new thing, and you're constantly reworking it. We got level zero automation, so at least we don't have humans doing basic tasks. So I don't have to be extracting data manually from systems, right? We've heard we've heard government agencies doing that, and we're like, Jesus, we have a level zero. Okay, you can at least do level zero. Crying <laughs> out loud, right? But but the problem there is like you still have to constantly be reworking it. So you could do a little bit of level one in there, you know, where it's like, okay, well, well, maybe I can automate the document stuff and the image stuff. Maybe maybe there's some very little but there's a little bit of level two out there where i can have it automatically spot you know anomalies uh find the bottlenecks maybe do a little bit of process discovery but at the end of the day the human would have to constantly be in there just reworking their process like okay new supply chain problem got to go in there fix the business process you fix it finally how long does that take take some time and every time you change it, there are problems, right? There are errors, there are mistakes. You got to fix those problems. What if I told you that you had to be changing that process every three or four days? It would be, you drive yourself nuts. So those are the situations where people are just like Kathleen was saying, well, I could see the situations where autonomous vehicles would be useful. Here would be like, I could see the situations where an autonomous business process system would be useful. These high rate of change processes that are incredibly important processes that that basically are, are you know determine whether your business will even exist um not having like you know thousands of workers just constantly be reworking the processes and and you may not even be able to fix them in time with humans like it just may not be possible that's where autonomous business process could be useful the problem is is it's all just like autonomous vehicles level 5 we have not really had that. We may not be at the technological level to get there. That's some of the challenges. Well, we talked a little bit about some of those challenges of making uh, level three automation work. And one of those is like, yeah, the technology might not be ready for that there. there. So, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, as we did with all the other levels, we talked about some of the challenges because we want you to understand that it's not always just positive, right? There are there are challenges. There can be some, some setback, setbacks or things you need to consider. And so we want to do that with level three automation as well so that you can understand what the challenges are. Hopefully, you've been picking that up throughout the podcast. But really specifically, we talk about, you know, with, with great autonomy comes great responsibility. What that means is that if I'm looking to replace the human, it better be darn near perfect. I mean, are you going to trust that your company or your you know specific unit is going to run the same or better if you bring in a fully autonomous business process that's a really important question that you need to be asking also we don't have vendor support at this level. You know, level zero, there's a ton of vendors out there. You can go, don't build this yourself, go buy it. There's a ton of vendors. They're all going to be at an okay price point, probably offering just about the same solutions with all the same bells and whistles. So go, you know, do some research and figure out which one's maybe best exactly for you and your needs, but tons of vendors out there. Level one, same thing. Level two, now there's not really as many vendors out there, but you can still you know, maybe a buy and build solution there. At level three automation, there are no vendors that will do this. So you need to build this fully on your own and you need to understand that, which means make sure that you have the expertise on hand, make sure that you have the team and the skill set that's needed to do this and that you really need to think through this entire uh, process, you know, on your journey. Also, 
we, we talked about it with autonomous vehicles. You know, you have to make sure that the ROI is there. There is an unclear ROI with this level three autonomous business process. The idea obviously is great, right? And as Ron mentioned, if you are in, if you have something that's constantly changing and you just can't have a human keep up, you know, it's like, how are you doing it now? Are you kind of just sort of doing it? Are there ways that automation can help? And then once you've maxed out, you know, level zero, level one, level two automation, now we're saying this really this really needs level three automation. Make sure you're understanding the ROI because you can do a lot of things, but if you don't have that clear return on investment there, you're just wasting a lot of time and resources that you could have devoted to something else. And also the current state of artificial intelligence and machine learning, as Ron mentioned earlier, might not really even be here. I mean, we've talked about on previous podcasts, we are reaching our limit. We do not have, you know, common sense, machine reasoning. If we're asking machines to kind of autonomously look through our business processes and figure out, you know, as we said earlier, autonomous process discovery, autonomous process analytics, and autonomous process optimization. If the technology is not there to do it, and we're saying that humans are being fully removed from the loop here, understand that's probably going to be a problem. Yeah. So, um, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to craft this journey is that the journey would not be complete if we didn't tell you sort of what a possible, the, basically the extreme endpoint, like, like what, what, the, what, what it could mean to fully automate something, right? To fully automate something is, means to take the human completely out of the loop. To take the human completely out of the loop, that means you need to do all the things that the humans do, even at the thinking about what a process is and, and how to make things better and change things. Well, if you really want to be autonomous, you got to solve that too. So this journey is something that we cover. Actually, we have some workshops that we do around this for individual organizations, because as, as we mentioned, processes and task automation is very specific to the kinds of things that you are trying to automate. Simply heading blindly to an, a level three autonomous goal, which is not even very technically possible, is probably not a good idea and also not a good match for the kinds of problems you're trying to automate, right? We talk a little about this on, actually, we talk quite a bit about this on our webinar that we have coming up. So, uh, and it doesn't really matter what date you're listening to this to this podcast, you can always watch either an upcoming webinar and join us live uh, and interact with us, or you can watch a past webinar and see what other people have have uh, have done. Sometimes we we have to, we schedule them and we reschedule them. So don't worry about that too much in terms of the date, because we'll always have one that you can join. So go to aitoday.live slash automation. That's aitoday.live live slash automation. If I need to spell it, that's an issue, but I'll spell it for you. Anyways, automation, A-U-T-O-M-A-T-I-O-N. So uh, if you do that, it'll bring you to the next upcoming uh, webinar that we're doing on the Automation to Intelligence Roadmap, because we do want to hear from you. The, this podcast is great. We love talking with you. We know you're listening. We can see the statistics, but we like webinars because we can also interact with you. This gives you a chance to interact with us, you know, because we need to know what you care about. You know, ask us the important questions. You know, tell us about your struggles, even at level, level zero. Mm-hmm. You know, as Kathleen mentioned, there's tons of vendors out there. But like, you know, uh, is there a reason why even those aren't working for you, even at level zero? So these are things that we want to hear. We want to know about your intelligence uh, journeys. And, um, you know, we, we also want to hear from you because this is in this particular series, for this journey on the podcast, this is the last episode on this series. We won't really be spending too much time. We'll probably come back and revisit this from time to time, but we do want to hear from you. So I think that's the last I have to say on that topic. 
Exactly. And as Ron mentioned, we do like to hear from our listeners. I mean, we've had some, you know, one-on-one really incredible conversations. We've also had some of our listeners take the CPMAI methodology and certification with us. Some of that was delivered live. Some of it is now our virtual self-paced offering. But I mean, you know, the, the conversations that we have with people that have taken that are incredible. And that's what we wanted to do here with the webinar as well. So as Ron mentioned, aitoday.live slash automation is your opportunity to talk with us and really have that two-way conversation. We always learn something. We hope that you always learn something. So please do make sure to register for free for our upcoming one. And We also, you know, if you do enjoy listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. We always love five-star ratings, but we really do like your feedback as well. We listen and we review and read all of the comments that people share. As Ron mentioned, we love to hear from our listeners. So that's one way that we can hear from you. And as always, you know, you can reach out to us. Like we said, come to our website. There's many different ways to get in touch with us. So we really appreciate all our listeners. Want to thank you so much for staying engaged, sticking with us. I will link to all of the additional episodes in our Automation to Intelligence Roadmap podcast journey. Um, so I encourage you to re-listen to any of them if you if you would like. But thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter, and more, please visit our website at cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.